0: God, I'm trying to remember people's names. (laughs) I am just having a rough time tonight. Praise God. Acacia. Acacia. You're going to end this service. However you want. Okay? Just want to alert you to that. Jesus' name. Praise God. In the book of Hebrews... It mentions um, things, lots of things. It's a, it's a tremendous book to study on the transition between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Things that took place, some of the things that God did. But in, in the midst of this book, he mentions there are four things that are, um, that are unshakable. Four things. Uh, first one he mentions in the first chapter is this, that God's throne is unshakable. Praise God. Somebody say Amen. Praise God. Another thing that he mentions in chapter number seven is he mentions the fact that the priesthood that God establishes, kings and priests for the Lord. It's in the Bible. That's what he's doing, by the way. He said that's unshakable. He said in uh thirteenth chapter of the book of Hebrews, he mentions the fact that the everlasting covenant that he makes is unshakable. Praise God. And the last one, uh, I want to kind of detail with you a little bit here, and it's found in the 12th chapter of this book. And he talks about the kingdom that is not shaken. And that's what's happening right now. And all of us are going to have to get used to this to a certain degree because God has got an end work that he wants to do. Whenever you study an age in the, in the Bible, especially the, the ending of the age of, of the Old Testament, there were tremendous things that happened, that God came in, and there was a little bit of a transition period, and things really, really, really were hopping and popping. Well, in my opinion, in my, you know, limited understanding and knowledge, but in my research, I see the same thing going to be happening at the end of this age, that there are certain things that are going to happen, and it's because that God has a purpose in this. Now, in the 12th chapter of the book of of, um, Hebrews, he mentions some things here, um, and I'm not going to go through the entire chapter here. I just want to show you something here that maybe will help you to understand. It won't take away a lot of the stuff that's happening in your life. It'll just help you to come to an understanding of what's happening, and you will begin to have confidence. I deliberately use people here tonight that aren't, they're kind of behind the scenes and they're people that don't get up in the front very much and I I allow the Lord to to hand pick you by the way and I just deliberately use you to help you to understand that you got the goods. You do. You got the Holy Ghost. You've been baptized in Jesus' name. You are in the covenant, praise God. And because you're in the covenant, you have certain privileges and you have certain um, authority. And so begin to use that. Begin to use that. Because as God is doing what He's doing here in this 12th chapter, or shows us anyway, you're gonna have tremendous opportunity. Now what He does is He makes a parallel, parallel. And a lot of times, Scripture will do that between mountains. And one of the things that He's talking about is the mountain that Moses went up. And if you remember that, in the book of Exodus, there was a lot of shaking and quaking going on. In fact, when the nation of Israel first got to that, You know, that was their first stop, by the way. When they came out of Egypt, God did not lead them to the promised land. He led them to the Mount Zion. That's where he led them, purposely, because he was going to give them the law. You can't get millions of people together, you know, to live for God and not have laws. That's why God imposes laws upon us in the church. I know we're not saved by the law, but boy, we are kept by it. It really puts a parameter around us that really protects us. And I, I really believe that some of you are really, really coming to that knowledge. One of my daily prayers since the first of the year, actually it was during the fasting in um, January, uh, God began to emphasize to me is pray for this church that they'll get a fresh, fresh revelation of true biblical holiness in which no man shall see the Lord. Amen. And I know a lot of you, when you think of holiness right away, you go to rules and regulations. And that's not the crux of the matter. The crux of the matter is holiness is given to us by God so that we can become more like Him. That's really the central purpose of it. It's not so that you and I can stand up and let everybody know how righteous we are, it's so that you and I can become more like Him. The vast majority of the things in the Bible are are made for that purpose so that you and I can become Christ-like. This morning we talked about the mind of Christ. Amen. That's not God giving us a lobotomy. That's God helping us to think the way he thought when he was a man on this earth. That's why we can can gain tremendous insight to that, praise God. He was in all points tempted as we are. There were times in that garden when he yelled and he prayed with intensity, praise God, where blood dropped from his pores. That was the man, Christ Jesus, by the way. And he was showing to us that sometimes the battle, sometimes the journey gets a little intense, and it's not for us to get scared, it's for us to realize that this is because of the close of the age that this is happening. Now here's where I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up in verse 18. Now you can read the entire chapter, that will help you to gather a little more insight. But then he comes to this in the 12th chapter of Hebrews, verse 18, he says, For you are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that burn with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. What he's telling us is that's not the mountain you're coming to. Not that one. God right now is in the process of writing his law on our hearts. That's what he's doing, and he's doing that individually and collectively in churches. God is writing his law upon our heart. Amen. That's what's happening during this age. And we got to let him do that. And I understand that takes a long time. There's a few of you in here that you threw. You threw the tablets. And you want me to come and heal them out for you again. And I ain't going to do it. You're probably going to have to heal them out on your own. Now that's not a punishment from God. That is an emphasis that God wants to put in your life. Instead of downgrading him, instead of trying to find fault in him and that type of stuff, God shakes us sometimes so that we'll find an appreciation for this stuff. This is what He wants His church doing. He wants His church speaking well of it, not debating it but saying, yes, I know now why God has got that in my life. And you will be able to instruct many with that kind of thinking and that kind of an attitude. God will literally bring people right to your doorstep when you develop that kind of an attitude. And that's what's happening in this hour, in my opinion. He's bringing people to that point in Jesus' name. So, the point is, you're not coming to Mount Zion. Mount Zion has already come to you. And God is writing these things on your heart. But then he says here in verse number 19, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which voice that were they that heard entreated that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. You remember that when Moses came to the hill and, 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 he, and God, he wanted the people to come up and all of a sudden God begins to shake the place and, and all the rest of them, they kind of back up and say, uh, uh, Moses, you go. <laughs> we'll stay here and wait for you to come back. Yeah. Well, that might be reverence and that type of thing, but God wants us to come forward. Praise God. And that's what's happening in Jesus' name. It says, for they, in verse number 20, I'm still in Hebrews 20, or Hebrews 12, it says, for they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. There were some things. It says, and so terrible was the sight in verse 21 that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. That was a frightful time. It was. But watch this. Look at verse number 22. But you everybody say that's me it says but you are come unto the Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God the Mount Zion in my opinion is being written in your heart and then we're going to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels that excites me praise God that's where we're headed And the scripture says, number one, and I I line these out in my Bible so I wouldn't forget them, four areas, four areas there. He said, first of all, in 23, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. That's the people who have been born again. Praise God. Amen. And that's what's happening. That's you. That's I. Praise God. And then it says, which are written in heaven and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. God is showing me so many things about what's going to happen during the tribulation period that I had a problem with for years. But now he's opening up my eyes and I can begin to see exactly what's going to happen. Praise God. The spirits of just men made perfect. And you can study the seventh chapter of the book of Revelation and you can see a place where God literally leads some people, praise God, into that kind of a relationship. Praise God. It is powerful once God begins to see that. Now I'm talking about things that will not be shaken. Amen. That's what you and I are becoming a part of in Jesus' name. And so the scripture says, and to, it says, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Understand that Moses, when he made the tabernacle, he got the pattern from heaven. And that pattern, praise God, or that tabernacle, which is in heaven, is the one that Jesus went up to as our high priest, praise God, and offered the ultimate sacrifice. Praise God. That's why you and I don't have to beg God for forgiveness. That's why you and I don't have to worry about whether there's enough blood left for everybody. God made that sacrifice once and for all, praise God, and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth. What that means is it's an ongoing process, praise God. Whenever you need the blood to cleanse you, you have the blood through Jesus Christ to do that. Come on, can you lift up your hand right now and thank God for the blood? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Now, here's some important things that are happening, praise God, and why God is taking so much time and why God is taking is being so intentional in a lot of this stuff. The Scripture says here, See that you refuse not him that speaketh. Yeah, it says, for if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him which speaketh from heaven. And that's what God is doing. Sometimes during services like this, that's exactly what God is doing. That's why we have to take the, what's your first name? Mac? Oh, good, just like the computer? Okay, all right. Mac, that's why we have to take heed to what God talks to us about. Because he will tell us to do things. And it's up to us to obey it. He's not going to obey it for us. He's just going to do it. And that's why you've already seen it in Scripture where you need to do this. And so go ahead. I'm not picking on you. I'm just using you as an example. This is one of many things that God will do on a weekly basis. He will speak to us. He will speak to us. And now can you begin to understand how important it is for you and I not to refuse him? Come on, we got to start taking this a little more serious than we have. It's the charismatic movement that has melt, you know, melted this thing down has watered it down to the place where you can just about do anything you want in some of their churches and you can still make it to heaven. That is not true. God still deals with us as his people and he will give us orders. He will give us commands. He will, he will test our faith, praise God, in obedience. That's not something that God is, is, takes lightly. And that's why the apostolic church, which by the way, that's where you're at, the apostolic church, we take it serious. Because these things are serious. Praise God. And so the Bible says, it says, um, See that we refuse not him who spoke from heaven. And then verse 26, Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also the heaven. Do you see that? And the scripture says in verse 27, and this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken. That's what's going to happen at the end of this age, by the way, is God is going to shake them so much that they're going to end up being removed. Right now, we're just seeing the preliminaries. We're just seeing that. In my opinion, that's what I I see. We're just seeing the very preliminaries of this. But it's coming a time, and that's why we must be prepared for this. That whatsoever, that's what the Scripture says. Look at this. Look at this. It says, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. And I just listed four things in this book that it covers that is not going to be shaken. And so you and I, we must get in that. We must get in the covenant, praise God, and stay in the covenant, praise God. We must get in these things and remain in them in Jesus' name. And then the scripture says, Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. You see, that is not what the world wants to do anymore. They want to come to God, you know, in their, you know, in, in, in their warm-ups They want to come to God in a real relaxed way. They want to come to God and just, you know, and just be real friendly with Him. And we must understand that there's some things that God does for us that He wants us to have godly fear and reverence for. Amen. That's what keeps them intact. And that's what keeps us in the kingdom in Jesus' name. Because the Bible says that our God is a consuming fire. You have experienced a little bit of that here tonight. Is it Max? Is this the first time you've ever been to this church? Is it? Wow! Well, welcome. Appreciate you coming. I really do. I don't think it's going to be your last. I don't think it is. But because this kind of a movement of God has that kind of an effect on us, I was just like you. I was baptized in Jesus' name three days before I came to a service like this. God dealt with me about being baptized, and it took me a whole year. It don't have to take you that long, but it took me a whole year to accept that. And when I did, you know, I mean, I could feel a load come off of me. All of my sins in my past were washed away, and it was powerful. But I had not been to a service like this before. I'd never been. You know, I'd been to a few that kind of imitated it a little bit, but nothing quite this intense. And so when I came in that Sunday morning, I got baptized on a, on, a, on a Thursday afternoon, and then it was Sunday morning is when I came to church. And wow, immediately when I walked in the door, I thought, I ain't been to a place like this before. And it was powerful. And you know what happened when I came back that night? I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I understand you have already done that. Isn't that cool? That's one of the greatest things on this side of heaven. Praise God. That's what God does. And I have confidence in that process. I really do. And so you and I, we can start looking forward to some of this stuff. We can believe God. And those of you, you know, start exercising your faith. One of the things that I kind of discovered is that the gift of faith, the gift of faith a lot of times is the thing that will initiate other things. If we'll have faith towards God, and I told you this morning, you know the joy of the Lord, praise God, becomes our strength, and the joy of the Lord and faith work very, very closely together, and that's why we must renew our minds on a regular basis. Let's do it. Let's lift up our. No, you don't have to do it right now when she sings, but or after, when she sings, okay, okay. Uh, but the bottom line is, folks, we can do that. Feel that liberty. Quit counting all the mishaps and the stupid stuff that you're doing start letting your cup get filled up. Come on, that's how you're going to that's how you're going to get rid of some of these stupid habits. Is that you get you just keep filling the cup up. Keep filling the cup up and pretty soon praise God you don't have any room for some of this other stuff. Does that make sense? Come on, let's let God shake what he wants to shake. But we know that if we hang on to what he's got for us, we're going to remain in Jesus' name. Praise God, you ready? I've got confidence in you. Take it away, sis.
1: Baby we go and do this week would be pleasing to you, God. Everything that we do this week is for your glory and for your honor, Lord God. We give you all the praise, God. No matter what circumstance we face this week, God, we trust in you, God. Help us to trust you with our whole heart, Jesus. Yes, God. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Day and night night in-